Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Maybe seated. In the name of Jesus, got milk? Got milk? These uh, words probably on Petey's t-shirt as he penned this epistle of hope. Oh yes, you heard the opening line to uh, this epistle reading. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Petey here calls us to crave the pure spiritual milk of the word, the word, the word, all life long, which helps us to mature, going and growing big and strong. Got milk? Got milk? This is like Petey's message that he stuffs into the ear holes of the freshly baptized believers. Yeah, this epistle pen for those who were just uh, birthed at the font. Birthed into the kingdom of light. Birthed into God's never-ending story. Birthed into the Jesus family. And like any newborn, uh, the newborn will needs uh, milk. Milk, essential. Milk, a must. Got, got milk? Yeah, they do. Like, the best ever. No, Petey ain't talking about that, you know, white liquid that comes from the cow's udder or the mother's or the breast of the mother. But rather, he's talking about the raw, unfiltered, holy spirited milk of the word, namely the uh, milk of the gospel, the gospelly good news of Jesus the Christ, you know, that message of Jesus, his sinless law-abiding life in exchange for our sinful law-breaking lives, that message of his Good Friday, God-forsaken death, slaying sin. And stomping, stopping Satan. You know, that message of Jesus' Easter morning resurrection that has clinched for you and for me our own Easter morning resurrection on the last day. You know, that message of Jesus' ascension where he blazes that trail through suffering into glory, through sickness into hell, through darkness into light, through plain pain into the greatest gain, through this exile here all the way to our home up there, as Jesus talks about in the gospel reading, John 14, 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'd go to prepare a place for you? Now, Marty Luther uh, tells us how much we got to hear this message, this gospelly good news. Listen to Marty. Usually pretty good to listen to Marty Luther. We need to hear the gospel every day because we forget it 
every day. Got milk? Got milk? Oh yeah, we do. As Petey says, we are, you know, to hunger and hanker for the milk of the word, the word, the word, every day, just like a newborn hungering and hankering for her mommy's milk every day, daily. GLC. Um, <coughs> let's be sporting milk mustaches day after day after day. What do you say? Let's chug down this whole wholesome milk of the word. Milk teeming with nutrients we can't find anywhere else. Milk that uh, is a uh, is a uh, oh yeah that's right moving us. <laughs> Moving us to go and grow big and strong. We know where to get this milk. Crack open the B-I-B-L-E. Consume the Lord's Supper. Catch a sermon like you're doing right now. Come to Bible study. <laughs> we have lots of those here at GLC. And taste this milk that will... Ain't skim or skimpy, but uh, full, full of flavorful forgiveness, full of rich redemption, full of appetizing approval and acceptance, full of sweet, savory salvation. This is the milk we need, and it's here. This milk. <clears throat> That uh, we are never weaned off as we mature in the Christian life. In fact, as we mature spiritually, as we mature in this Christian life, we actually become more and more dependent on this milk. Sadly, we're not always that uh, M-A-T-U-R-E mature. <laughs> yeah, we can make... Such a fuss with how people treat us. Throwing those terrible two tantrums, which are like throwing stones that tear down like a boss. Did you catch that first reading this morning? Stones are thrown. Talk about terrible two tantrums. <laughs> Stephen gets stoned. And we're not talking about, you know, the Euclid Street Kind of stoned? <laughs> no, we're not talking about that kind, okay? Real stones. Physical stones. Stones you can actually pick up and throw. Those stones pummel and pound Stephen's body. Killing him, murdering him. Why? Well, the re religious elite, they, they give us their complaint against him. Acts 6, 13 and 14. This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place, namely the Jerusalem temple, and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. 
See, Stephen preaches that the Jerusalem temple, God's home made of dead stones, obsolete, expired, done. Its purpose is fulfilled. After all, there's a whole new temple in town, isn't there? A whole new temple in this world, in the cosmos, and that temple is spelled J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. His body is where God dwells with man. Jesus is God's forever home, and we, we are the living stones of his house. More on that later. Now, the religious elite, they absolutely detest this message from Stephen. That the temple's going, bye-bye, the Jerusalem temple. Because underneath their skin, they're so angry with Stephen. And so what do they do? They shoot the messenger. They silence Stephen by putting him under a pile of stones. They tear him down. How mature. Right? We have never, ever torn anyone down, right? Never. Never. Never done that. We have, we have never thrown a terrible two-tantrum. That's a 22-year-old, a 32-year-old, a 52-year-old, an 82-year-old. We have never done that. No, no, no. We, uh, we never pick up stones and throw them. We always take the high ground. We always put others first. 24-7 mature, right? We are perfect living examples of the Christian life. Thank you for laughing. Yeah, it's a fantasy, right? (laughs) Oh, it's all a lie. We're not that. We have all had those meltdown moments. Haven't we? Like uh, that kiddo in Meyer who's told no when he asked for that Kit Kat bar. Oh, things get wild really fast. Oh, whew. I mean, look out. Whatever he can grab, he grabs. Things flying everywhere. Candy on the floor. Crying out at the top of his lungs. Creating quite the scene. And poor mommy is like just head down, full of shame, full of embarrassment, teared up and torn down. We are that kid at Meyer. We have all had that terrible two tantrum. In every season of life, Maybe uh, not at Meyer, okay? In line at Meyer. <laughs> but uh, perhaps online with social media, the Facebook, we uh, see something that uh, really just rubs us the wrong way. Something that another person has posted, and uh, we can't help ourselves. We got to say something. Put that person in his or her place. And so we put that person under a pile of our hurtful, hateful, harmful comments. Or maybe there's a topic brought up at a church meeting, like we have one of those today. Council? Or actually a voters meeting, excuse me. 
<laughs> or at work, or in school, or a topic is brought up at a family gathering that really just eats you up. And so you breathe out threats. You hurl all sorts of names at that person. Maybe not to the person's face, but certainly underneath your breath. The truth is spoken to us. The truth that we actually need to hear. But, uh, you know, we're kind of stubborn. I'm speaking for myself, okay. <laughs> we're kind of stubborn. And we shoot the messenger. We silence this person using, uh, you know, kid comebacks. Shut your pie hole. I know you are, but what am I? Um, yeah, I can't understand what you are saying because I don't speak moron. <laughs> I really like that one, actually. <laughs> There's a reason why no one likes you. Oh, uh, you. Dear friends, let's put down those terrible two tantrum stones and let's be who we are. Let's remember who we are. Each of us a living stone being built upon Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, as God's forever home. That's the picture that Petey paints this morning for us in his epistle reading. Beautiful picture here. Verses 4 and 5. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are not to throw dead stones. The dead stones of, you know, crushing condemnation and cutting criticism. You know, the dead stones of belittling and begrudging. You know, the dead stones of saying, I got it all together. All my ducks are in a row. I have all the answers. You know, the dead stones of, I don't need you. You are a fool. A stupid, stupid. We don't throw those stones because, well, dead stones are dead. <laughs> They're dead. Dead stones only deliver D-E-A-T-H, death. So let's, you know, put down the dead stones and let's be stones. Living stones. God's living stones. That make up the walls of his house. This is who we are all for Jesus' sake. It's only because of Jesus that we can be the raw material of God's forever home. I mean, it's Jesus who is the stone that is raised, R-A-Z-E-D, raised to the ground, and raised, R-A-I-S-E-D, raised from the ground, becoming the cornerstone of God's forever home with us as the living stones going and growing on solid ground. See, it's God who builds his, his house. We don't build this. 
that's really a blessing for, I think, preachers and anyone in church work. <laughs> we are not the ones building the church. Thank you, Jesus. God is the one who builds his house. It's his, you know, building project after all. As we hear Petey quoting the prophet Isaiah. For it stands in scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Even though the Jerusalem temple is going to be, uh, well, bulldozed, <laughs> toppled by the Roman Empire, reducing it to ruins and rubble, God wears his yellow hard hat. Welcome to God's construction zone. God building his temple, his home, the church, with his son as the cornerstone. All of us living stones set upon the cornerstone Jesus in the waters of holy baptism. Each of us another brick in the wall. <laughs> A stone stamped with the letters J-E-S-U-S, -S, Jesus. No one here will ever be put to shame. How can we? We know it rests on the cornerstone Jesus. And thereby we know and believe that we can never, ever become a pile of ruins and rubble. This cornerstone can't crack. Not a single wall of this house can ever fall. This home will stand the test of time. We are built to last. After all, Jesus has already endured, already suffered, already, he's already overcome all the wrecking balls that, that could ever, you know, take down this house, as Petey says in 1 Pete 2.7. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. See, Jesus allows stones to fly at him, the stones of insult. The stones of gossip, the stones of hate, the stones of revenge, the stones of backstabbing, the stones of paybacks, the stones of evil, the stones of wickedness, the stones of pride. Pummel and, and punish him. And pound him throughout his entire ministry. Talk about so many terrible two tantrum stones hurled at him and then at the cross on the Friday we call good. Jesus puts himself underneath the stones of our sin. The stones of the sins of the world. Stones piled sky high on his shoulders. Stones that, you know, suffocate him and silence him. Killing him. He dies. And then, one more stone, right? The stone that's rolled in front of his grave. But these dead stones can't actually shatter the living stone. Jesus, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, alleluia.
denied stone has become the indestructible cornerstone, alleluia. Sadly, and I know this is a sadness for, I think, everyone here. Sadly, there are those who still deny, defy, decry this cornerstone Jesus, and they do so to their own detriment, downfall, damnation. As Petey says in 1 Peter 2.8, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. It's so unnecessary. This is not our future, though. You know where you stand. So do I. Where? On the indestructible, unbreakable, unconquerable cornerstone, Jesus. What a joy that this rock of ages is a rock for all ages. We are all living stones that's going and growing on solid ground, the most solid ground ever. So Satan, death, the world, hell, sickness, suffering, all that can huff and puff all they want. They're just going to, like, get winded. Get out of breath. These walls ain't coming down. These walls can't get blown down. Talk about a demolition company. That's a joke. <laughs> the devil's demolition company. What a failure. Not the uh, business that we're a part of, though. We are all involved in a very successful family business. The uh, Jesus family business. A business that is all about, you know, building up, not tearing down, constructing, not destructing. So let's be who we are. Let's be the uh, maturing, ever going and growing, living stones of God's house, which are labeled and able to build up those who are torn down and even build up those who tear down. Let's be who we are. Not stone slingers, but God's living stones built upon the cornerstone Jesus becoming his God's a house for all nations. A refuge for the weary, the overwhelmed, and the overworked. An oasis for those who are tired and, you know, tuckered out. A sanctuary for the neglected and the abused. A place of honor for the least, the last, the lowly. The labeled are able. So many labels that we have in our text here that God gives to us. And these labels tell us who we are. And who we are, dear friends, forms, informs, transforms what we, what we do. We are the living stones, dear friends, who are labeled and able to, to build up. 
to build up, as Petey says. Listen to all these labels, tons of them. Verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race. There's a label. A royal priesthood, another one. A holy nation. Mm -hmm. A people for his own possession. You betcha. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. There's another one. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Look at all these labels. A chosen race. A chosen race. To those who are overlooked and forgotten, we see and say, God will never make you his last pick. You'll never be the last pick on his playground. In fact, you're his first pick. He picked you first before the foundation of the world. A royal priesthood to those who pummel and pound with, you know, those rocks of revenge, those stones of scorn. We see and say, Father, do not hold this sin against them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. A holy nation. A holy nation. To those who, who feel dirtied and defiled, we see and say, Come, come be washed in that blessed tide that flows from his pierced side. Alleluia. A treasured possession. To those who feel like garbage. Trash. We see and say, You are a... You are chosen and precious in God's sight. You are the apple of his eye. He is so delighted in you. A people of God, to those who are outside the family of God, we see and say, come, there's room for one more. Come be another brick in the wall. God's wall, his house, it's awesome. A people of mercy, to those who don't show mercy, we see and say, I will return good. I will, I will return evil with good. This is uh, not easy. It's hard. We need nutrition. Food and drink that strengthens us. Got milk? Yeah, you do. So do I, the best ever. Come and taste how good our Lord is. Eat his body, drink his blood, and be who you are. Drop the stones, those dead stones. Just, you know, kick them to the curb. And be stones. God's living stones. Let's rock this with Cornerstone Jesus. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.